The Public News Service Daily Newscast, July the 20th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The U.S. Supreme Court plans to consider a case that could have major implications on the power of state lawmakers to control elections. In Moore v. Harper, the North Carolina Supreme Court struck down a redistricting plan for violating the state constitution. Maine Secretary of State Shenabello says the case brings up what's historically been a fringe interpretation known as independent state legislature theory. It suggests that authority over elections administration, including redistricting, is solely with state legislatures. But Bello says that theory runs counter to the idea of checks and balances. For this United States Supreme Court to suddenly suggest that the state Supreme Courts have no power to interpret the state constitutions when it comes to elections undermines the strength of our democracy itself. Bellows knows the elections clause in the Constitution also states that Congress may at any time make or alter regulations so states are not shielded from federal election laws. But she adds the current Congress has failed to move on national standards for voting rights. I'm Lee Bolke reporting. A police oversight group has formally recommended that Portland adopt a technology known as ShotSpotter to help tackle gun violence. Eric Tadoff reports that technology has been met with some skepticism. ShotSpotter uses artificial intelligence with data collected from hidden microphones to determine the location of gunshots and inform the police department. Dan Hahn is a strategy consultant in government and civic technology based in Portland. He says the technology still has to make some leaps to determine if the sound it heard is a gunshot. The thing about technology that we really need to understand is that it's not magical, it's not necessarily more reliable, it's not necessarily going to 100% always classify sounds in exactly the right way. A study last year from Chicago, where ShotSpotter has been implemented, found it led to more than 40,000 dead-end police deployments over less than two years. The Focus Intervention Task Force Community Oversight Group submitted its recommendations to Mayor Ted Wheeler and the City Council on Monday. Han says if the technology is adopted, open data is key to ensure accountability. At a community meeting last week, ShotSpotter stressed their technology would only be used to detect gunshots. More than 120 cities are contracted with ShotSpotter, according to the company website. The Wall Street Journal reports the House passed a bill that would provide protection for same-sex and interracial marriage under federal law. The Journal reports the vote 267 to 157 on the Respect for Marriage Act comes the same week the Chamber is also set to vote on the Right to Contraception Act. This is PNS. Amid record-setting heat waves and increased energy usage, New York is looking to offshore wind for a cleaner energy source. Oil and gas-fired power plants that operate when there's a larger energy demand. But the town of East Hampton has been working since the mid-2010s to get its power elsewhere. Offshore wind energy should be a reality in 2024, with five turbines built 35 miles off Long Island. Sylvia Overby, a councilwoman for the town of East Hampton, says the development is much needed. The East End is growing, and we've had a growth in the last 10 years between the census, and we know that there's more demand for electricity. And this is hopefully going to help us as a township meet our goal of 100% renewable energy. 
The project has not been without controversy, as some residents were worried about a cable being installed on land that's an active beach area, albeit 35 feet underground. New York State could potentially generate almost 296 terawatts per hour through offshore wind developments. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. Multiple studies confirm students across the country experienced significant learning loss during the pandemic. Now in Los Angeles, 108 community organizations and local agencies are sharing $7.8 million in grant money to help kids catch up. The California Community Foundation just announced the grants as the final installment of a three-year program. Victor Dominguez with the YMCA of Metropolitan Los Angeles says the funds help support 45 summer camps across the region. We've been able to engage more than 20,000 kids and teens in safe, high-quality sports, arts, fitness, civic engagement, and STEM summer enrichment activities. I'm Suzanne Potter. The initiative, expected to help 86,000 kids aged 5 to 17 right away, and reach another 136,000 in after-school activities this fall. Finally, Mike Bowen tells us a U.S. House subcommittee held a hearing Tuesday highlighting the threat climate change poses to the world's food supply. Bonnie Haugen, who has a dairy operation in Fillmore County, touted her farm's regenerative practices, including rotational grazing. She noted it can keep soil from eroding. Haugen urged Congress to expand funding for programs that incentivize farmers to implement climate-friendly practices and limit the presence of confined animal feeding operations. Please remember that big CAFO dairies are not the same as ours. They're like big box stores, similar to a Walmart building in the middle of one of our small towns. She and other witnesses say corporate farms greatly contribute to harmful emissions from agriculture, which ultimately results in more extreme weather events that disrupt the growing and delivery of food. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.